Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hi, this is uh, Live Mike uh, with Amy Donaldson and Scott Howell today, but I'm going to throw right to Kira Hoffelmeyer and some breaking news. Amy, we're just learning that the Salt Lake County Health Department and the Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson are extending the county mask mandate until the end of the year. Jenny Wilson, in a video on a uh, short video on Facebook, posted saying that cases are falling, but there's still cons- some concern with schools starting. So that mask mandate will be in place just to keep everybody safe through the end of the year. Amy, thank you. Do you have any idea if anybody's if there have been any? violators or if they're how they're enforcing it or just um i'm not sure on that level i know that like if there is a certain business that is not following the required standards that you can report that to the health department there have also been people that report um large gatherings when that was an issue not certain if you can um do sort of like any or like what has gone the answer is i'm not totally sure yeah yeah Kara. Thank you for that update. Yeah. Do you know, does that apply to all uh, K through 12 or K through college students too? I guess it'd be K through 12 in the county. So okay. in, in the state of Utah, anyone that enters a K through 12 school is required to have a mask on at any point. There's been no exceptions made to that order by Governor Gary Herbert. And this order is pertaining to Salt Lake County. So if you step or live within Salt Lake County borders, you must have a mask on if you are out in public or in a setting where you can't appropriately physically distance. It's mostly indoors, but... Uh, right. And then I think the governor's uh, order also covered the universities and colleges. Got so. it. Got it. Thank you so Kara, much. Kara, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So end of the year, get used to those masks, order some <laughs> new ones, get sewing, Scott. Let's go. Amen. Um, hey, well, listen, we're privileged now to have uh, Representative Brian King, Minority Leader of the Utah State House of Representatives. Brian, uh, thank you for hey. joining us. How are you, Scott? Good to see you. Good and to not see you. Not Good see to you. hear you. Good and also, you. happy birthday to Brian King. Oh. oh. He's 30 today. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was 32. <laughs> there you go. Wow. There you go. Uh, I, I know you did, You missed that last segment because you were probably eating some birthday cake, right? Yeah, there you go. I was. I, uh, because as I get older, I get slower. Yeah. That's <laughs> why so you have to start eating cake at like 10 a.m. Um, so tell us about these bills. Scott asked some great questions. I don't know. He wants to hit them. But the first uh, bill we were interested in was this coal, the $50 million, um, I guess, investment or allocation to a coal company out of state. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something that, you know, we're, we're all on the same page in terms of trying to do something that is going to help rural Utah. And they've, uh, folks in uh, counties that have been dependent on non-renewable energy resources like coal and oil and natural gas, they're up and down. They've been hit hard lately. We want to make sure that we are able to move effectively onto economic development that helps them in a permanent way. And there's a pretty broad consensus with the idea that those non-renewable energy sources for such things as natural gas and oil and coal are 
uh, riskier proposition. They're not going to lead to long-term development that we want to see for folks in the rural areas of the state of Utah and for the state as a whole. And that this coal port and pouring taxpayer money down the drain in trying to develop a coal port in Oakland is just not a good idea. Uh, four years ago, back in 2016, we allowed $53 million to be set aside for that potential use. There was a lot of controversy about it then. Since then, the developer, the private developer, the coal port company, has gone into bankruptcy. And so there's some feeling on their part that they want money to pay off their creditors and come out with a successful reorganiza- reorganization. And I just think it's time to say, let's take that money back and invest it in rural Utah, particularly in a way that is more forward looking and more designed to bring better economic development and stability in the future. Uh, and, and we're all on the same page in trying to do that. I just don't think that it's a smart thing to focus on a past type of uh, economic development and non-renewable energy resources. A representative, has anyone talked about maybe taking the $15 million and giving 25 to Emory County and 25 to Carbon and say, take your economic development people and go out there and bring in businesses, solar farms, windmills? I, I don't know what it would be. Um, well, Emory but- County actually has a really great, um, well, I mean, pre-COVID, um, tourism i mean they're a huge rock climbing mecca you can mountain bike uh hiking i've ridden my horse down there there's amazing it's very beautiful the, the little oh, san, totally. san rafael swell san rafael swell where uh, i used to go Canyon. yeah so yeah. so they're they're actually a lot of the businesses down there and the people down there are already making the shift to yeah. do something different and i do yeah. think an well, infusion of cash whether or not it's 25 million well, absolutely. And, and, and there are things that we can and should be doing. Those folks are struggling, and my heart goes out to them. And my own father was uh, born down in Wayne County, and I, I am working hard to make sure that people in rural Utah have the best economic development opportunities they can. And I think we can just do a better job than to, like I say, put money into this uh, coal and uh, port and and try to make something out of nothing there because I think in the end that is going to be nothing and it's just going to be a waste of money. So let's talk about whether or not um, somebody with a medical background should lead our health department. Amy wants to lead the Utah State Health Department. And I do. She's got a degree in journalism. So Mostly I, I just think. want to tell everyone what to do. Can I do that? Is that a job? Amy, can we can we revisit this in like ten years after you've gotten your MD? Because I'm 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 voting for you if you got your MD on your name. So what's the advantage and disadvantage of having uh, a doctor or or someone with an extensive medical background in that position? Well, it's, it's an important balance that we have to strike. The balance of protecting people on a public health and safety perspective versus ensuring that we have the proper economic development. I personally think those two things are not in conflict. I think that they are aligned, that we can't have effective economic development, can't reopen this economy uh, safely and in a way that really gets people confident and feeling that they can go out and carry on their lives as normal until and unless you get this uh, pandemic under control, you get the virus under control. So the idea that we have to choose one or the other, I think, is a false choice. I, I think that when you see it as aligned, when you see that it's critically important, first and foremost, to get that virus under control, that's why we've got to have medical people, public health people in charge at our Department of Health 
and making the best recommendations they can to our state leaders in the governor's office of management and budget and the office of economic development for the state, uh, economic development corporation of Utah, all those folks do critical work, but it's not going to be good work until and unless they're listening carefully uh, to our public health and, and medical experts. So that's why the Department of Health needs, needs to be run by people who are uh, clinicians, who are individuals who have been trained in public health and medicine. Well, thanks for joining yeah, us, Brian, gosh. especially on your birthday. Um, we have, we're up against the break, um, but we hope you have a great birthday and maybe things will go your way. Right. Thank Brian, you. I hope we, so. Brian, it's interesting. We got a texter that said coal is on life support coming out of bankruptcy is extraordinarily difficult. Anytime the coal port sounds like a losing proposition all the way around. So yeah. I think uh, you, yep. you've you got some support out there. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Thank you for having me, guys. Hey, happy birthday. And uh, like Amy said, may all your wishes come true. And uh, uh, I'll be applying for that uh, uh, new d- department head uh, over medical because I took a medicine class at the University of Utah. <laughs> well, that's all you need, right? I'm yep. more qualified. I can Google stuff. So uh, <laughs> We're going to take a break. And you're listening to uh, Live Mike on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.